Well, hello there. This is Manny, and you're listening to Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad, the bilingual, multilingual Christmas podcast. Hopefully, everybody's been doing great. I know I have. I've been away from my microphone for quite a while, but I'm trying to make up for it, so I don't have one. I have two guest hosts today. I'm going to first let you hear their voices, give you two seconds or less to guess their names, because if not, they're going to introduce themselves. So guess number one. Hello. Okay, time's up. You didn't guess. Guess number two. My voice is brought to you by Shady Ray's glasses. Use the promo code Clatter after. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you didn't recognize number two, that means you've never heard an episode because I think he's the second person that's been the most on FCMN podcast after me. It's Chris. Oh, Yep, Chris from Christmas Time in the City, and Mr. Tom from Tis the Podcast. Basically, I guess the two people that are responsible for me being here. The first one invited me to the group, had me don't, on his show, and then don't the other blame one us. never and then don't the other us. one <laughs> never says no to me. So how are you guys doing today? Manny, I'm living the dream. Awesome. How about Chris? I'm doing pretty good. Went to the zoo today, so I'm feeling good. Central Park Zoo? Yeah, yeah, we did. We, ha we have um, passes for all the zoos, and that one's, like, fairly small in comparison to some of the other ones, but it's still kind of fun just for, like, the juxtaposition between the, the animals and stuff in the buildings in the background. It's still really kind of weird, and honestly, it's, it's kind of sad to see these little animals hanging out in the middle of the city, but it is what it is. So Madagascar was right. Alakay wants to go. It's 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 still fun to go hang out. I mean, like zoos are always fun. They have uh, apparently we, we, we know somebody who knows someone that at the zoo. So we're going to go back there and maybe try to get like a behind the scenes thing. Whatever that means. <laughs> so you, that's awesome. What can you tell me about your week, your year? Why are you here with us today? I, I am thankful, first of all. Did you lose a bet? I'm here because I can't say no to you, Manny. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that was short. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, you both are basically the ones responsible for me being here. You invited me into this world. Chris has actually kept me. I've been, I've thought about quitting because it just gets a little bit, you know, uh, hectic. There's a lot of things to come up with. And I just decided to do what I do, just wing it every time. And I guess a lot of people have heard it. So, you know, man, when we started to the podcast, uh, Anthony, Julia, and I all said, if we had, you know, five people who listen to us, it's worth it. It's just fun, man. Do it for you. That's yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I've been doing. And I, you know, I forgot, I, ha I have my notes right here and I just forgot. The reason I invited you to with you know such pride and happiness is that we're celebrating my ten thousand downloads. But when I came up yes. with the idea of inviting you and insisting, it was uh, about two downloads short of ten thousand, and now we're almost at uh, a ten thousand two hundred. That's awesome, man! Congrats. Yeah, that's really good. Was, yeah, last week was kind of weird because I had more 
downloads last week than the previous two weeks altogether. So, yeah, which is and, how it goes sometimes. Yep. And Tom, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, my segments. One yes, one segment that I do love, and I don't know why. I mean, everybody should. It's the paid forward. Um, I was encouraging a lot of people throughout Christmas just, you know, to start doing acts of kindness, not just because it was Christmas, but, but obviously because it was Christmas, it's harder for a lot of people. Um, during Christmas times, you, you get a lot of mixed feelings and stuff like that. And I've talked to, you know, several other, several other podcasters about a pay it forward ideas about things. And what is, what is your take? What, how, how do you look at the, the term and the actions of paid forward? You know, I feel really lucky in life. We have a lot of stuff going for us in my family. Um, so paying it forward for us is any opportunity we get to do something nice for other people. But the big thing for us that, that we look at when we look at paying it forward is we like to do everything anonymously. We want to just do nice things for people and not tell them. So like um, we had, uh, we know somebody who was, ha who was having some issues she was, you know, the, the person, the, the, the wife was pregnant. The husband was uh, in quarantine because he had COVID and they, she was, you know, really advanced pregnant, had a kid she was trying to watch. So we just randomly had dinner delivered to their house, right? Like little things like that. It doesn't take much. It's not a hard thing to do. It doesn't take a lot of money or effort to do something, but you can tell when it really makes an impact on somebody or really, you know, Helps them out and, and, and changes their general feel. That's kind of how I look at pay it forward. What about you, Chris? I feel the same way. That was easy. <laughs> I guess we know who copied off the other guys test in the, at school, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if y'all ever want to pay it forward for me, one of the best things you can do is get on social media and harass Anthony. And just let him know how truly terrible he is. That's the best pay it forward I could ask from anybody. <laughs> All right. You guys heard it, right? The five of you that, you know, listen to this over and over again so I could get more listens, you know, you could go and do the same thing at the Tis the Podcast group and look for Anthony Caruso and just, you know, follow Tom's instructions. Hey, Anthony, I'm just, you know, paying it forward here. <laughs> and if you do, I'll pay, I'll pay you, I'll pay it forward with you. Just ping me and I'll uh, send you some swag. Other people, other people bribe for, uh, dude, Anthony still hasn't sent those to Julia and me yet. Everybody's gotten them except us. I have a bunch. I have stickers uh, from Chris. Every I have your pins, your stickers. Most people, uh, you know, send out swag for reviews and helping promote. I send out, I'm going to send out swag for people making my co-host life miserable. <laughs> so I have all my Christmas stuff in front of me. That's awesome, man. I love this stuff. I mean, I can't put it away. I just can't. I can't have to see it. It motivates me. And for the people that are imagining what I'm you know, showing them, it's the pins from Tista podcast, the stickers that uh, Chris and Chris uh, send me for being a listener, for being on their podcast. And also I'm part of the Patreon group for Tista podcast. I will never have a Patreon. So if you want to join a Patreon, just go to tistapodcast.com slash Patreon, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't support them. This is going to be my pay it forward for the 
podcast community until I get a hundred million dollar contract with Spotify, then, you know, it'll change. Then I'll get paid for it. <laughs> Last week, uh, the day that we were supposed to be recording was, I think it was that day or the day before. I'm not sure. I went to get lunch for my wife and I. So I'm over there to pay in line. And the guy's like, oh no, uh, the guy before he just paid for it. He usually does that. I'm like, what? Cause I usually want to start to pay it forward or motivate somebody to pay it forward. But somebody paid for my food and ran away. When I tell you he ran away, when I looked out the door, he was running into his car. Like he actually stole the food. The way he was going on, I thought I was going to have to pay for his food. But <laughs> he paid for it. It gave me a, a warm, fuzzy feeling. Because it's something that it was out of nowhere. I told my wife, I mean, to this day, I think about it. I, it kind of makes me want to cry because I didn't need that, you know, paid for me. Yeah. There's other people that could have taken advantage of that. But on the other hand, it, it freaking motivates me because there's people, you know, it's not Christmas. It's not a special occasion. It was just a regular boring stressful day somebody got out of traffic and paid for my for my lunch and i'm very thankful for that and like i said it doesn't take that much effort sometimes 99 percent of the times it's not even going to cost you anything you could always do something if you have it to help somebody out but i guess that yeah. day was it was to to motivate me i'm, I'm very thankful for stuff like I, i've learned to manage stress differently and it's because of things like this and I've been looking for stuff to talk about on the podcast. I wanted to get the paid forward out. It's for me, it's always sentimental. Like I'm talking and I'm actually thinking about so much stuff that, you know, could happen. Like for example, Chris today, brighten my day by posting the picture of central park. There you go. That's why I did it. Because we've only gotten here about half an ounce of snow. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to see snow and it's a Christmas podcast. So let's talk about happy. Tom, Chris, how was your guys' Christmas? Since this was a very different Christmas from, I guess, 100% of the Christmas before? Yeah, I had a pretty good Christmas. Um, it's It was our little kid's second Christmas. He's almost two years old now. And the first one, it was um, whatever. He didn't really like presents being open and the noise kind of bugged him. So it was a little weird. But this is the first year we got to actually kind of give him toys and can see him play with the toys. And that was fun to see that. So like it was our first like Christmas with like a kid. So that was really fun. And it, honestly, it would have probably been the same way. Like it would have probably just been the three of us hanging out here. So it wasn't too much different. So it is what it is. Yeah, uh, our daughter turned five last week. So this was her first fifth Christmas. She woke up early, was super excited, and just had all that Christmas magic, which it's great to live vicariously through your kiddos. I was really sad. Uh, I haven't seen my my side of our family in over a year, but you know, we just looked at it that we're really thankful we live in an age where we have stuff like FaceTime, right? Like my daughter gets to FaceTime with her grandmother. If not every day, every other day. So Christmas, we were, they were still a part of it. We got to set up the, the iPad and they were part of opening the gifts. And one thing I really like about this last Christmas season, there was a lot of stuff that like you said, it was different than, than every Christmas we've had before. But this Christmas season, because of COVID and how, how the precautions that we as a family have chosen to take, it slowed us down a lot. Like we weren't getting caught up in all of the hustle and bustle. And, you know, we have to do this, have to do that. My wife, 
has a shop and works retail. So as you can imagine, usually Christmases are pretty stressful. Um, but no, all of that was kind of set aside and it was just really time to, to slow down, focus, um, and really spend time as a family. So I could not have asked for a better Christmas. That's, that's nice. I also learned the magic of mixing bourbon into eggnog. So maybe that's why I think Christmas was so much better this year. Oh, send me the recipe, please. Uh, You pour eggnog and you pour (laughs) bourbon (laughs) and you drink. Come on, man. Slow down. Slow down. You're going too fast. (laughs) I'm going to tell you my Christmas. I'm going to keep it short because I could extend it. I had a whole Christmas planned out and I've been saying it since the summer. I wanted to see what the Christmas from six feet away was going to be like. And guess what? I didn't get my Christmas from six feet away because uh, the last week of work, I guess my last weeks of work always have something special in them. I spent it with somebody with COVID. Oh, so I was in quarantine, like my first day of it, like the day before my first day of vacation, he called, my friend calls me and my coworker and he's like, uh, bad news. I'm like, what? You're not quitting anymore. He's like, no, no, I'm still quitting. I'm like, oh, then what is it? He's like, I tested positive. I'm like, you know, I hate you. Right. Cause he kept coughing the week. And I told him, you know, that's COVID, but that's, you know, the little dark humor joke. Anybody coughs or sneezes, that's COVID, but his was actually COVID. But out of all that, I didn't get the bad COVID. I just had like body pains and headaches. But then again, I'm used to body pains and headaches. I used to ride bikes and do stupid stuff to be always in pain. So that was just, you know, deja vu. Did you lose your sense of taste at Christmas? No, I, no. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the very few lucky ones. And the funny thing is when I got my tests, like my rapid test, it was negative. So... I quarantined, you know, for a few days, like I stayed in my house, but I went and got tested and the rapid test, it was negative, but I had already wasted, you know, those days, or I thought I wasted those days once it came back negative, not going out, not doing anything. My wife still went to work and then the lab results came back and they were positive and we were out and about (laughs) and they called me and I'm if you're calling me, that means I'm positive. And she's like, yep. But we still had to go eat. And my wife was like, what are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know. Let's go to a pizza place because it's out in the area. Now I feel like a weapon of mass destruction. So I kept my mask on the whole time. I just, you know, moved it just to have my pizza. I couldn't even finish it. I'm like, give me a box and let's go. And that's what I did. But the positive thing I see about this is that my wife was supposed to get days off from her store. And she works retail, and towards the end, they declined it. She had to work. So once she's exposed to somebody that's supposed positive to COVID, me, she had like I called the store with her and I explained to ask what the protocols were and all stuff like that. And then after I was diagnosed, then she had to wait ten days to get tested. So she actually got fourteen days off. Her store's policy were kind of weird because she didn't get paid for them, but I told her it doesn't matter because we actually got to spend Christmas together and it snowed on Christmas Eve here. It wasn't that much snow, but it was snow. It was a white Christmas. We had the white Christmas we asked for. It was beautiful. The pictures were awesome. And from a bad thing, something good came because at least she was able to take a break, a breather. We both needed it because after retail opened back up after all the restrictions and stuff, it's just been hectic and they changed her schedules. Like she was coming out at 10 at 11 but I did send my, my test and everything. So she wouldn't get into trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
because people did pull that stunt on Christmas. Oh, I have COVID. Oh, I'm like, whatever. They didn't go to work. Like, we're not that type of people. Like, we're honest about stuff, but I guess it was a blessing in disguise that we got to spend our first Christmas in our first home, Christmas and New Year's here, <laughs> not going absolutely anywhere, getting stuff delivered. But I mean, I guess it was worth it. I mean, I feel, I do feel sorry. And I was very scared because all the people that we've lost, I've lost a lot of close people to do to it. I've seen um, a lot of people still affected that had it almost a year ago by it. And I guess I was, I guess I was lucky, but it was a weird Christmas. It wasn't from six feet away. It was from nowhere because we were here, but we had the white Christmas. We had the time off, not what we wanted to do, but a blessing altogether. So I don't know, we're right. I don't know. That's one of the big takeaways from all of this COVID stuff is it's really, it's really helped realign priorities and show what's important in life more, right? Especially as you see other people getting sick, you see people losing loved ones, you lose loved ones. Uh, and just kind of puts things into, into perspective a little more. Yeah. I wish the world, like most of the world would actually understand what's going on. I don't know, like people say it's fabricated. It's not, I mean, but we're all going through all this together. It's, I guess it's a chance that we've had before the world just goes away to just reorganize our priorities. A lot of people have, a lot of people have it. That's just how I see it. I'm with you. And I, I think when we go through, you know, when humanity collectively goes through something like this, it should be a time that brings people together. I don't understand how it became so divisive, you know? Yep. And I've, I follow different people from different parts of the world and I think it's in England that they're under a mandatory shutdown till June 21st. Ooh. And I don't know if it's the whole country or just that, that certain cities per se. And I asked like, so can you go out? He said, Oh yeah, well, you could go out, but you can't go anywhere because nothing's open. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you could go out. There's no restriction. There's no curfew, but why do you need the curfew if you can't go anywhere? So I guess everybody's, I mean, I assume or I hope that everybody you know take something for this from this and then just to make it a better world, you know, but I feel like uh, I'm unlikely. asking for too much. That's that's unlikely, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like I'm asking for too much. Yeah, I, I sadly have to have to put myself in the Chris camp right now. Yeah. Um it's it feels like there's like this divide of people and it's it's a th it's a thing I told you a while back. You had I don't know what the, the circumstance was, but I reached out to you privately and I was, I'll, I'll paraphrase it if I can. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, I, I something had come up where like, we're talking about like ignorance in general, just anti-masking and stuff like that. And the, and the way I always kind of think of it is if you think back to like high school, there were always like maybe like two or three people in each class that were just like stupid you know, and they like hung out together a lot or they would mingle around other groups, but they were always like the stupid people. And the problem was we just all assumed that they would kind of just get smart or they would go away, but they didn't. They just all congregated together and became this great big mass of stupid people who were just echoing things to each other. And so that they begin to think they're like, well, hey, I'm actually probably pretty smart. And so then now these stupid people that we know from high school who like ate glue and stuff are like, 
thinking that actually they actually have some type of like perspective that people need to hear about when it's honestly it's kind of like super dangerous <laughs> but these people are we've just kind of forgotten about and assumed that they would kind of go away but they're still there all the stupid people are still there yeah and they they i i love the approach though when you when you engage with some of those people it's like they literally think they're sitting at home on their laptop on a random Tuesday afternoon on YouTube and find some bit of truth that every doctor all over the world has completely ignored or overlooked somehow, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the ability for people to critically analyze not only what they're hearing, but the sources they're hearing it from is something we have to, we have to find a way to teach kids in school that can't get it. it it's just got too bad, man. They hear from what, like male Siri voice? Because it's not even a real person. Somebody like typed it and has like a robotic um, AI voice. And well, dude, Q can't Q can't give his voice. Then we might know who he is. <laughs> it's funny, man. I mean, and we have to deal with that. One thing I'll say, and it's kind of a buzzkill to a lot of people: freedom, uh, freedom of speech, got out of hand a long time ago. I, well, I, I, that's a whole other thing, but I just to be very brief about it, I could go on for hours about that. There's a, there's a huge difference between freedom of speech and not being not being uh, held accountable for your actions, the things that you say. So you could say whatever you want. Like there's that, that the example mm -hmm. that people always give about the uh, screaming fire in a movie theater. And if people trample over someone and someone dies, it's your fault. You, you can't say, well, it's freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say fire. You, you need to be held responsible for the things that you say. So like when people say, well, well my my, uh, my first amendment right this and that like you're 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 welcome to say whatever you want but you have to be prepared if you say something that's stupid or something that's that that's not good that you're going to be held responsible for that i think that there's a huge like misunderstanding i think about what the, what the first amendment is and amendments in general uh, there again, are. i'm going to i'm going to try to be very brief about it but the idea that people are like well we can't change the constitution it's literally what amendments are that's what the second amendment is is a change to the constitution it's, people are so stupid i'm sorry i don't want to talk about it <laughs> sorry i'm trying to like, be uh, cool. the other thing is that they forget the constitution guarantees for the most part your rights from the government right mm -hmm. the government guarantees you freedom of speech not every place else does if you go into your work and you start calling your co-workers by sexist or racist epitaphs you're going to lose your job period um Freedom of speech is not a blanket thing. And I'm sorry, social media does not guarantee it because it is not a forum where you have freedom of speech protected. It's just not. So whoever's listening to this, please pass this along. It can't be any clearer than this. Civics 101. But then again, there's going to be the people that are probably hear this and they're like, oops, I'm not following this podcast anymore because they're wrong. Well, I mean, those are badges of honor when you get when you get the negative reviews about that kind of stuff, because it's just like, all right, I've I've really affected change. And the fact that most people aren't saying that stuff means that they're in the overwhelming minority, the people that are saying that stuff, which which feels good one way or the other. So who cares about them? Yeah, we get in our in our podcast host. Discord, we're always talking about the uh, negative reviews or people who are canceling uh, can't say let us know that they're no longer listening to us because of political views i just i wonder why like i i don't know i never heard anything actually of politically offensive not politically offensive 
We, we offend a lot of people, maybe not politically, though. <laughs> oh, I do too, but wait, no, I don't. Don't unsubscribe because I said that. Wait until I do, and then unsubscribe. But yeah, I mean, it had to come, it had to come to this. So this is a Christmas podcast. Here's your Christmas gift, you know, from February. Happy Valentine's. But it is it is what it is, right? Sure. I, I'm like, I'm I'll just I'm just gonna wear a t-shirt until I get the tattoo. Like freedom of speech has been a u- abuse or the term or the concept, I guess, right? Yeah, sure. it, yeah. And you should speak out on stuff like this, but unfortunately, most of the voices that we hear are the voices that are speaking up that shouldn't be so i think i think that also has to do with the fact that where we're getting we're listening to people talk now because like now we're talking on social media where like there's really you can hide behind a a screen name or whatever else and say whatever you want and so people are hearing people say that stuff before all these things existed before like facebook or even myspace or or a CompuServe or Wow or all those other things. People didn't say this stuff because they didn't want to. They didn't want people to look at them like they were dumb or or, or that they were saying something that was just like kind of just at its root very evil. So a lot of these things has. Oh, what that? Um, so like a lot of these things that people are hearing now are, are from people that are kind of like like we said, kind of just saying things totally freely without any like idea that the things they're saying could have repercussions what i see in social media is it's like you said like all these people you know instead of growing up and maturing they just found each other basically and the fact that the person that's saying the incorrect stuff or the things that shouldn't have been said could attract like the negativity could attract more than the actual positive thing it's it's painful to watch because if you're wrong, but you make it sound so nice, you're going to get so many people following and doing the same stuff that you're doing. But then you have the other guy over there screaming his lungs out, you know, not proving the other person wrong, but showing why he's right. So I'm doing it the right way, but he's a nerd. He's a geek. He's whatever. And it's something that I, I mean, it's something that I see every day. So I decided, for example, my social media, it's about a Christmas podcast. And then, like I told the people in human resources where I work, if you want to know something about me, just talk to me because my Facebook is completely offensive to everybody that's on earth. You're going to find something in there that's going to offend you because all I do is I share whatever I see and then some pictures of my Christmas tree in, you know, November and December. I gave up. I gave up. It's offensive to you, but then you find the other stuff funny. So you're going to find something there that's going to make you chuckle and then you're going to make something there that's going to want to make you punch me. But none of them came from me. I just hit the share button. And that's better. So what's what's the percentage of like Christmas pictures to like other things that you're sharing? Uh, Christmas pictures about Christmas pictures and Christmas theme stuff about 40%. 40% because, is a pretty good percentage. Yeah because, good percentage. I, <laughs> yeah, because I keep sharing all the Christmas countdowns. It doesn't matter from what website it is. Uh, the post from anything that's Christmas related, uh, I'll share it. The Christmas, the Amazon suggested gifts. Like if it has a Christmas, like old, you know, posts, if it, they haven't taken it out, old sponsored posts or whatever, they'll still have a Christmas message. I'll share that. And then a bunch of stupid stuff because it's really stupid. It makes me laugh. When I get offended, I'm like, yes, if I got offended, somebody's got to get offended at this. Ooh, share. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of stopped posting on social media. 
mm-hmm. personally. I wrote an article last year, uh, just, you know, I'm religious, I'm clergy. I wrote an article about the idea of wearing masks is like an act of love and compassion, something you do for not just yourself, but keep other people safe. And uh, you would not believe the sheer amount of vitriol that I received from that, y'all. Like, I was called a heretic. I was told I should be communicated. I had people telling me I was evil. And it literally, if you read the article, it's literally just saying, if there's a chance you could kill somebody, how is it not the kind of compassionate thing to do to just put on a mask? And um, yeah, the stuff that the stuff that came out of that was pretty hateful. And I'm just like, this isn't worth it. I'm done with social media. You want to know my take on anti-maskers? It's people Absolutely. That, people I, that you know I do. <laughs> people that don't have mouthwash at home or a good toothpaste. And every time they put their mask on, they have to breathe their own bad breath. So instead of finding a solution for that, they'll just justify not wearing a mask. And then Isn't it easier that way. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole movement. And then you see that there's a lot of people that can't, they can't brush their teeth. That's why they can't wear a mask. And, you know, they're all there. You go. There you go. Look at Manny solving <laughs> all the world's problems here. That's it. What about the vaccine situation? Do you want to spend 25 minutes talking about vaccines? It's the same thing with a mask, but they just put the vaccine and it's the same group. What th- these are the people that think that like somehow Bill Gates is responsible for like putting microchips in the vaccines, but these are the same people that like uh, haven't probably ha- probably haven't upgraded their computers since Windows ninety five, so that like he's still like a threat in their life. So like, what is Bill Gates to any? I don't like that the whole idea of Bill Gates somehow being in- responsible for it. Microchipping people is crazy. Uh, first of all, I can't wait to get my microchip, and I I'm just loving the day that they're going to alter my DNA. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be epic. But yes. Um, what I don't understand is how these anti-masker, anti-vaxxers have decided Bill Gates is basically the antichrist, despite the fact that he's given away like billions upon billions of dollars to help others. And they follow another billionaire who literally defrauded his charity and can't operate a charity again in the state of New York. Yeah. Like, where is the common sense? But why should I wear a mask? Uh, you shouldn't, because if you do, then obviously the pedo cabal are just going to eat more babies. Mm-hmm. They're going to just, it's just what's going to happen if you wear a mask, obviously. It's the same people over and over again. Yes. And these people will show up in our lives, throughout our lives, through whatever whatever the opposing like uh, rational viewpoint is moving forward. They're going to be on the other side of that, like just 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 being like how they're doing now because like they crave for this so much and like they're for some reason like they just like the idea of being led into this like weird like there's no reason that we all need to like hate each other like i don't understand the, the, the problem but like it's, it's it's come to the point now i think a lot of it and i wouldn't necessarily say that i'm like super liberal i mean i definitely lean more that direction but the idea that people are like well like i'm not going to do this or that or the other because i don't want to be associated with the other people there, there's there's so much more that I, I actually I probably shouldn't even say this anymore there's so much more that like brings us together than like divides us but now like the like some of the things that people are like agreeing with or just like or just uh being complacent to it's kind of unforgivable honestly it's like I don't even so like that's kind of where we're at now and I, I don't, I'm not really sure if there's any coming back to, for that I guess maybe I'm part of the problem maybe I've become the thing that I hate I don't know but I don't know I'm I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't turned into anyone horrible yet I don't think 
Maybe I have. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, I am just going to say you're spending a Wednesday night sitting around talking to me and Manny, so things aren't looking too good for you. That's true, but that's, that's only because my wife's in the other room catching up on every TV show that I won't let her watch when I'm with her, so... Okay, what are those shows? I gotta ask. What's your wife into that you're not? I wouldn't even say that I like that I won't let her watch them, but she just doesn't watch them around me. She's like, uh, that's how this watching, whole macho right there. She's that, I, I don't let her watch things. We watch the most unmacho things possible. I I've, I have no idea what any sports are, honestly. But that's a whole other thing. She she's watching Search Party on Amazon, I think it is, or Hulu. She's um and she watches like SVU sometimes as well, but I'm not really sure if she's watching too much of that. Those those shows have uh, jumped the shark a hundred different times, a hundred different ways at this point that I'm not even sure if it's worth to watch that. It's funny because SVU is filmed all over the city and all over like the different boroughs and stuff. So like there's a good chance that like at any given point that you're walking around any neighborhood that you could end up seeing. Like I've seen like Ice Cube just walking on the street before, like going on to set or something. It's just like a weird thing that a lot of New Yorkers have just kind of come to, to, to deal with that. Like sometimes you're just going to see Marishka Hargate hanging out by a red light, waiting to walk across the street. Okay. Now that's a pretty cool red light catch. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Yep. When we, when, when we first moved here, we, there, we found a website that had a bunch of different like uh, postings of productions that were going on. So we would just kind of like almost like stock them, not so much stock, but it, like just trying to find something to do that was free. Cause we were super poor when we first moved here and poor for the first like seven eight years that we were here as well um so we would just go and find like if they were filming like the amazing spider-man we would just go find them wherever they were filming and watch like them swing them do like swinging underneath a bridge something or, or we would go like see um i snuck on set of uh captain america the first avenger would been the last last scene yeah. the post the post-credit scene when he runs into such into um times square i was I wonder how much of the story. I guess they, they can't. What are they gonna do? Fire me? I didn't work there. Uh, so so the short the, the short version of the story was, um, I showed up just I saw that they were filming it. Like I th- they were filming it under like a fake name, but I I, figured, I the website I had I told you what they were all. And I was like I gotta go see Captain America, and so I headed out there and they were filming in. I guess they were filming the scene where he's inside the the room like the period room and like the fifties yeah. or whatever it is. I think they were filming there that they're filming that there as well, like in a, in a hotel. And so he runs out of a hotel, which I don't remember the name of the hotel. I think it's changed names like eight times runs down um, a side street into, into Times Square and gets stopped by all like these Audis and um, Samuel L. Jackson. So I was kind of wandering around. I had one earbud in or one like uh like headphone and earbuds aren't really a thing at the time. So I kind of looked like I had like a walkie talkie on, but it wasn't like on purpose. I was just listening to the radio and also kind of keeping an ear out. And I would you really, like, you, for the most part, you can walk through any movie set if, if, if it's like an open set, like in the city here. So you can pretty much like, if, if you walk with enough confidence, you can go basically anywhere. So it got to that point where I was standing next to a, probably like a four by four tent that was like zipped up whenever else. Mm-hmm. and just waiting to see what was happening and they were kind of lining everything up and out of the tent walks chris evans and so i'm like oh holy crap that's captain america that's that's, that's pretty impressive this is this, this this day has turned around very quickly like now i'm looking at captain america and so he goes and does this thing and they do their their, their shot and everyone kind of disperses and they start breaking on the set and they're breaking down the tent 
and there's two uh, kettlebells in the tent. So and I guess that that was where he was just pumping up. So he looked like he was like super like veiny. So he would look like a, like a man, I yeah. guess. And, and so someone asked, was like, hey, can you grab those two kettlebells? And I just kind of like looked over. And that's why I'm like, oh, man, I'm totally in right now. <laughs> so I pick up the kettlebells to move them like four feet. And at that point, I was like, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to get arrested. This is going to be the it's gonna be my record forever. And honestly, nothing would have happened. I, they just would have been like, who are you actually? But I just put them down and I, after I moved them a little bit and kind of almost like ran as far away from Times Square as possible at that point. Because I was just like, all right, I'm cashing out. I've seen enough. It's time for me to leave. But you carry Chris Evans kettlebells. I did. I did. I, I, I don't know if I did any like curls with them, but I definitely got the weight of them. They're pretty heavy. So I mean, whatever. We both we both share uh, equipment sometimes. It's not a big deal. Whatever. We're both Chris's. I don't know. It's crazy, but whatever. We, me and him, we have, we have a different relationship, I guess. <laughs> you got the good part of it. I did extras for quite a while. It's a horrible thing to do because you waste your whole day and you're never going to be on camera. I did Marley and Me. I did uh, Burn Notice, the show. You could see my car because they actually paid me extra just to drive and not hit someone. Um, and you were able to do that pretty easily? Yeah. It was Miami. Good for you. If it would have happened, it would have been normal. So. Uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, the Oh, the guy from Burn Notice, not the, the main guy. The, Bruce Campbell? Yes, Bruce Campbell. That is the most humble person I've ever met. He didn't like to eat the food for the actors. He liked to eat the food for the extras because he said it was real food. And like oh, he said, he would sit around with the extras. And the first time that he did that, they wanted everybody to leave the table. He was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he told the people from the crew, like, you know, and I guess the three, four, five, ten times we ate there, he was eating at a different table. He was he would answer questions and stuff like that. The day that I got to eat with him, I'm like, wow, you're Crisco County Jr. He's like, wow, you remember that. <laughs> but that's something that I used to watch when I was in Oklahoma. But I guess he was never associated with that or was it isn't common that to be called that, I guess. Hmm. And that was funny. Did any, did any zombies attack you while you were with him? No, he wasn't that guy there. <laughs> no but the fun thing the funny thing is the movie that i spent the most time was a movie for bollywood and i was supposed to get half a butt cheek in it like for my gene because you know for some reason they want to dance and do stuff like that in lincoln road in miami beach but i did i did i ate so much indian food i love indian food i didn't like it before i got to see from up close uh priyanka chopra uh i think jonas's wife now her his wife now i actually have a picture i'm gonna send it with your have a picture of her from far away that I wasn't supposed to be taking. And by then you, there were no camera phones or the quality was crap. So I actually had my camera, flash the picture, put it in my pocket. Yeah. You, you know, she's in the movie, so you don't have to have a picture of it. You could just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but he didn't do that though. Right. That's not, you. I snapped a picture of her and that was uh, the most exciting thing I've ever done. I mean, I think it, I wasn't supposed to. I, I, am I supposed to say that? Because I was in the contract. You couldn't have anything to take pictures or take any memorabilia or anything from set unless you were giving it to. I think you'll and, be okay. Yeah. I, I think you're fine at this point. <laughs> um, and the movie that I wasn't in, I forgot the name. Uh, it was with The Rock, Anthony Mackie, and uh, uh, I think it's Mark Wahlberg. It was filmed in Miami. 
I saw so much of that scene because they kept closing the street where I was living in. Oh, I forgot the name. I don't know. Somebody just typed the name. It was Anthony Mackie, The Rock, and it was filmed in Miami Beach. And they were all buff guys. Oh, The Rock jumped into the water and a bunch of oh, stuff. And I saw that. It was the one where they were they were Marky Mark and The Rock were like uh like super jacked, like heavy like um weightlifters yep. or something. Yep. Pain and gain. Pain and gain. Yep. Okay. So they were filming that like down the street from where I lived and I was mad because I had to park my car and then walk and then come get it a few hours later. But then when I saw the scene, I was like, "Who?" And then I it's used totally to be worth the walk. Yes. But then, the, and then there's a lot of people there. Like when that's happening, I don't know how they kept them off camera because the, like the angles they shot, they were perfect. Like it wasn't like not editing people out. You could see like, it was exactly what it was there. The horrible painted apartments. And I used to belong to this club that I used to go into the movies for previews before they came out. Oh, and I did the two-hour line just to see that movie. I got the first seat in the movie theater, which was, I was the last person in, obviously, because I got the first seat in front. And it was awesome. I was trying to find myself just like I did in the movies that I was extra and the shows that I was extra and I was getting paid for, but no. The only place you could see my shade is Confessions of a Shopaholic with Isla Fisher, uh, Boris' wife. Yeah. And Hugh Dancy. So there's a scene where they're dancing and she's dancing all crazy and stuff and... I'm the guy with the orange polo shirt that comes twice into the same scene. So good, great job on that director for, you know, I came out of one angle and then I came out of the other. So that was really funny. Like they didn't cut that out. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Since right, I walk I'm like a watch that movie. Yeah. I walk like a penguin. So I'm the penguin, you know, penguin walk guy that has an orange polo shirt. So. I knew and you looked the, familiar. I, I remember yeah. that person. I remember I remember that you'd walking in twice too. I thought it was part of the movie. <laughs> I yelled at the movie theaters so when I went to see that movie. I'm like, that's me. Like, great, shut up. And well, that was my Hollywood moment right there. Uh, and sorry. I have both be sorry. Let's hear I it. Was I, 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 I haven't showed my, my ace in the hole yet, but go ahead. Uh, I was an extra in Kevin Costner's Tin Cup. Ooh. Oh man, that's pretty close. What did you do? What was it? Uh, I stood around at one of the golf holes in the woodlands in Texas. Okay. Well then, I uh, and when I was living in Orlando, I for some reason was like, well, I should probably try to be an actor because I had headshots. I was, I, was, I was trying to get a job at like uh, the theme parks doing like entertainment stuff because like sweeping up cigarette butts wasn't fun. So I had to get headshots, and then the whole idea of like. I should just do this full time or something came up. And so I started doing like a little bit of extra stuff. I only did a couple of things. One of the things I did, I was supposed to be in a juror in the movie monster with Charlize Theron. Oh yeah. Christina Ricci. So that gives you like a time period. That's basically what happened. So they filmed that in Sanford. No, I don't remember. It started with an S. Like I see it was in Sanford in Florida. So it's a little West of, Orlando and it was a whole weekend and we were there and I was probably the youngest extra that was there that day or for that weekend and so they up they bumped me up from juror to Christina Ricci's brother who like at the very end like literally last like five seconds of the movie it's me two other people who are supposed to be our parents and Christina Ricci walking down uh, the court hallway and so you can see like whatever walking down like but that 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 maybe six seconds of screen time took like took like a three 12 hour days of hanging out in the courthouse in Sanford. 
and they only fed us chicken and tangerines the entire time okay that's weird that's a weird movie set food but anyway so yeah i was in that one I was in that one so so yeah you beat was, she pre- was she pretty cool she was really cool she was really short i i i, I forgot what i said but i got her to like laugh like almost immediately because it was seemed like a really weird thing like i don't know but she's probably used to people being inter- like introduced to, like all right she, he's gonna be your brother or something i don't remember what i said but uh i was like i said something and she kind of laughed and it was probably just being nice but like it felt like it was like a genuine thing she was super short too i'm like six one or six two or so but she was probably like five nothing or something she's very and she came out with like flip-flops on so she was like even shorter she had like no height absolutely it was really weird she almost seemed like she probably hadn't grown since she was in the adams family yeah, since she was wednesday adams <laughs> yeah and i also like to think that i'm i'm the second most popular brother of a character that was played by christina ricci there's pugsley and then and then pugsley, me. you <laughs> <laughs> that, that's freaking awesome if you would have had a line, you would have been a registered actor. Yeah, probably not. They probably wouldn't have made sure. Because, like, there's a screen extras guild. I don't know too much about all this stuff. But, like, there was a lot of people that were screen extras that, are, like, were, like, in the guild that were, like, arguing with the production company because they, they, weren't, they weren't getting, like, their scale or whatever. They were only giving us, like, really, like, a small amount of money. I don't even think I cashed my check. It was such a small amount. I think I, I framed it and kept it. This as like, a thing. But like I, there are people there that were like, "Well, I'm supposed to be getting paid this, that," and they had them like, "All right, we don't need you anymore. You can probably go." So I'm pretty sure they probably would have just skirted it. And that was by uh, Patty Jenkins, who did uh, Wonder Woman as well. So that was directed by Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. Nice. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, pretty crazy okay. times. You beat my standing <laughs> around for a couple days at a at a at a golf green. And I did. I tried so hard, and I got nowhere. Because I did try yeah. hard. It was 12, 12, you know, twelve to fifteen hour days just standing around for a hundred dollars just to try and make it on camera. Yeah. But the food wasn't tangerines. The food was actually great. For Confessions of a Shopaholic, they needed to make it real, so they actually hired restaurants, and we were eating real food, like whatever was on the menu. And there was a scene that we're sitting there that I don't think anybody came out of that scene that my friend and I they gave us lobster tails just because it was something nice for the camera with the colors and they kept bringing us drinks and the best shot was when everybody was half drunk because it was all natural like because you see a lot of extras that are used to doing that they think they're actors they mess up the shot and then you see the new extras that they think they're going to be you know winning an Oscar for that crap and they overact so when everybody was you know drunk and relaxed it was cool yeah and then I never saw that scene in the movie. But hey, we got free food. And then after the 12 hours, I think she wanted pizza. And then she said, well, if I want pizza, and we had to go back to the same spot that we were before, but this director was stupid because I came out twice in the same shot. She said, well, and if I, then if I want pizza, then they want pizza. And I was like 10 feet away. She's like, do you want pizza? And she kept asking, hey, people, like, everybody wants pizza. So where is the pizza? So all the pizza like places in South Beach were delivering pizzas over there. And after the pizza got there, we only shot for about 20 minutes and people were carrying home like two boxes of pizzas, like two pies home because they like everybody brought so much pizza. That's how much money these pizza places got paid. And yeah, a lot of like we wait around for like two hours for the pizza just for like 20 minutes of shooting. We could have done that on an empty stomach, but I got to take home, you know, pizza. 
you got to take home pizza that Isla Fisher ordered for you. For everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Like, there were boxes and boxes of pizza. Like, the thing was finished, and they were still bringing in pizzas. See, the way I would tell the story is that Isla Fisher, Fisher ordered me pizza. Yeah, that's how the story would start, and then probably. Yeah, I don't think I would go any, <laughs> any more in depth, because I wouldn't want to uh, to blow to, to, for the gig to be up, but that would and be that's my another story. Tiny, and that's another tiny person right there. And she had just had a baby um, when they were filming that. And she was like really, really thin. I'm like, whoa, Hollywood. She had like weeks before, I think it was. She bought that baby. Very nice. That was a joke on set. I'm sure. I'm sure she loves that. I bet she does. <laughs> like, aren't you, aren't you uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's wife? <laughs> You're his like, wife. That'll get you kicked out of a movie set quick. I bet it will. You know what? I told you guys we were going to have some comic book talk and we don't have comic book talk, but I have a comic book question. Yes. Has Sasha Baron Cohen been in a comic book movie? No. No. Neither has Sasha Cohen. She hasn't? No. Are you sure? I feel pretty confident saying that. I had a lot of confusion when he first came on the scene. I was very confused about what was happening with that name. When I saw him in, in that in that man suit, that was not what I was expecting from Sasha Cohen. I, he's made an impact. I remember seeing him a bunch on like uh, the Ali G show. Yeah. So like, I don't know if I'm, I think I remember seeing his name more than anything else. Cause like, I don't know if there's any real, I, 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 I assumed he was an actual person, but I didn't really know too much or care too much at that point. It's one of those things where you see like the credits and you're like, Oh, whoever who, who, who that person is. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one for sure. But he hasn't that, been in a comic book movie. I mean, he could, anyone could be in a comic book movie. The only problem is at this point, like so many people are like, are pining for people to be in movies that are like aging themselves out. Like Keanu Reeves is almost 60 years old and they're like, Oh, he should have been Craven. He should have been this, that, and the other. He should have been Wolverine. He, he's older than Hugh Jackman. Why would you? Keanu Reeves is? Yeah. He's almost like, I think he's like 58. But he's, he's well, been tough. He doesn't age. He doesn't age, but eventually he's going to stop doing stuff where he like his body is just physically going to break down. Like it's like, there's so many uh, younger performers or that, that, that you could kind of grow with. Like, I think the bringing Tom Holland on or to a position like that, where like you're starting with this kid who was like 20 when he started, now you can bring him up to like 30 years old or something, and then kind of phase him out with miles or whatever else. But that's what I think they need to be doing. They need to be casting younger uh, actors to do these things. So I don't you know don't if wanna... Sasha Baron Cohen would, I mean, he, there's things he could do. Like he could be like Dr. Doom or something probably, but I mean, does he need to be? I don't know. I don't think he'll take it either. Like it has to be something really attractive because look what he plays. Well, a lot of those movies now too, like you're signing up for like 10 movies. So like, I don't think he would want to sign up for that. He's already pretty established. He's doing his own thing to be like, all right, well, I'm, I'll sign on to do all these appearances in a Disney plus TV show or something. It's, I don't think that's going to happen. That's an easier life right there. Just do a quick TV show, get a bunch of stuff with uh, Disney plus. But let's face it, I don't think any of us really want to see a 70-year-old John Wick, right? No. Is he going to look 70? <laughs> no. That's true. He's probably going to be exactly what he is today. 
I read something that like it wasn't originally called John Wick, but uh, Keanu Reeves during like interviews kept referring to like the, his next project as John Wick. And so they had to change the name of the movie to John Wick to accommodate him because he kept calling it John Wick. I think it was called like something like some like weird like it would sound like a, like a tool album name or something like Equilibrium or some shit. I don't know. Or some stuff. Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Manny's editing. You got to edit it. It's nope. at what time is it? Nope. I don't like, okay. Whatever. It's fine. Nope. Sorry. There. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I am offended. You have offended my sensibility. That's yep. it. Cancel Chris. You're keeping me from basking in my virginity. Yeah. Well, I have unfortunate news for everyone. I have a Christmas podcast, but I also have a horribly foul mouth because I live in New York City and I'm a, and I'm a chef. So I'm I try my best to bite my tongue, but I don't really care when it comes down to it. Half of my family's from New York and I work in construction. Yeah. Well, who cares? Who cares? If, if people are offended, then that's what it is. It's the First Amendment, right? Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Yeah. All right. So this is one thing. I mean, everybody's read about this. Everybody's mentioned it or whatever. Talked about it somewhere or another. Paul Bethany, what you just said, you know, it's an easy life. Just getting the show in Disney Plus. He did it backwards. Mm -hmm. He used a voice, like he said, getting paid a bunch of money just to voice. Then they suited him up. They killed him. And then he gets his TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about trying to run away from the, you know, from the part, right? <laughs> And I think right now he is one of the longest running. He's killing it though. Yep. He's one of the, he's the, he is the longest running person on the MCU right now. Right. I believe so. I mean, I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, yep. what's his name for uh, Thunderbolt? Oh yeah. Uh, General Thunderbolt. Is it? Was he in Hulk? Was he, he was in the, the first Hulk with Edward Norton. I'm not sure if that would mean that he's supersedes that, but either way, he's been in for a very long time. Yep. But hasn't had as many appearances. He did what the whole yeah, that's true. Like uh, Thunderbolt, uh, Thunderbolt Roth wasn't in uh, most of the movies, but as far as character, he, I think his character was introduced first. Well, he is the longest one. Crap. I mean, yeah, whatever. It's still it's still crazy. Like, um, obviously, like when you, these shows come out, you start getting all these news articles about like Paul Bettany or like Elizabeth Olsen. You start seeing like, like I read an article where like Paul Bettany was basically like thought he was done acting at some point, which it's crazy. You hear this all the time where like actors, are, I was going like, to stop acting, like Gal Gadot was going to stop acting. And then she got Wonder Woman. Like you hear all these things, like he was like walking to his car and he got a phone call and they like wanted him to do it. And like, he had no idea what it was. And so, uh, yeah. And so the idea, like I'm sure they sold it to Paul Bettany, like, yeah, just going to do some voiceover for like maybe like two days. And then it just kind of grows into this big thing where he has to start working out. I guess I don't think I don't think he knew it was going to turn into that. Probably not. Because remember when Jarvis in the TV show and uh, oh man, Agent Carter TV show. It was another guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, was the it was the uh, the butler of uh, Howard Stark. Yep. So Jar he could have played Jarvis. It was I mean if it was one or the other or whatever, but no. And then they sued him up and he's killed that part. And like I said before, like I'm every Friday, I feel like when I was a kid, every Saturday morning, like waiting to, you know, watch cartoons. So every Friday I wake up in the morning and the first thing that I've done in the past few weeks is WandaVision. Uh, I'm getting caught up and I am really impressed. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. That just that it's awesome and it keeps getting better. Yeah. The first two episodes, I lost interest and 
Anthony and Julia, my co-hosts, said, no, 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 give it a shot, give it a shot. And I thought, no, nah, it's not, I'm just really not into it. And then I have to go back and tell them I was wrong. Anthony's going to love that. Well, it's hard to judge because like we're, we're looking at these things like we're looking at like normal TV shows where you, like if, if the first two episodes dragged like that or that was like the tone of it, obviously people would bail. But because it's part of like this bigger like eight hour movie more or less, it's, it's a totally different thing where you have to kind of like, like well, I, I can't like judge it negatively until I see the whole thing. And then if I see that the whole thing is horrible, then I'm more than happy to judge it that way. But so I was, I, and I usually I'm fairly optimistic or with the, with these things anyway like I'm, I'm always like well like uh ben affleck's daredevil wasn't that bad like you know something like st silly like that where obviously it's horrible but like i just want it to be good so bad so like my inner child can enjoy these things that even when they're horrible i still like kind of in my head like like it wasn't too bad i enjoyed ghost rider the other day and i hated it before oh, that's the right draw the line ghost rider is horrible the, la the only good movie that i can well i actually say only good movie the last good movie that i can think that Nicolas Cage was in was Face Off. Yep. Oh wow, you're going old school. Yeah, that's how that's how long ago it's been. <laughs> I, find, I like Nick, I like I like Nick Cage. He's a he's a personality for sure. I don't I don't he's he has a TV show now on Netflix where he just they talk about uh, it's like a talking heads show where comedians talk about uh, curse words. Yeah, it's interesting, I guess. And he's only in it for like a few seconds. He like, introduces it kind of, but just like man that's that could have been our superman and it's crazy to think that luckily that it didn't work out that way terrible but then again like i thought i could have been surprised i wasn't looking forward to ben affleck as batman but i love it he still hasn't given fully given up on that though i don't know man that whole thing oh. <laughs> i mean that i mean i, I mean you had I like you had sorry go ahead you're my guest go ahead you had uh, Henry uh, Cavill and Ben Affleck, which could have been the making of a freaking amazing movie. And Snyder somehow screwed it all up. And he's still getting to do movies. Yeah. Like, they're they're letting him redo the, redo Justice League. Like, what, what, let's just see how it would have looked if he did it. Like, it's such a weird backpedal. And it's going to be horrible. And it's it's... There's so many things that are like, and I get like, there's different like takes on the movies. Like I'm not so st stuck on like the comic origins or like this, that, and the other, like, oh, well, Superman can't kill. Like, I understand that he, that that's with Zod. That's how it had to go. I don't really care about that. But there's so, there, there's so many things like, and the, the biggest, most glaring issue with the whole Snyder verse or the proposed Snyder verse was that he killed Dick Grayson. Right. You can't t kill Dick Grayson because that basically eliminates the idea of like the Bat family. The thing that I think everyone wants to see more than anything else. When, uh, the, uh, so much so that when Chris O'Donnell did it, people were like, yeah, that's perfect. And that obviously that wasn't perfect either. He was like almost the same age as Batman. But right. like people, people want to see the Bat family. They want to see, they want to see do. Nightwing and they want to see, they want to see Robin kicking butt next to Batman. But like for some reason, Zack Snyder was like, no, we're actually going to kill dick grayson before and he could have easily retconned that afterwards and been like it was tim drake or whatever but like you know we're gonna kill off probably next to batman one of the one of the greatest like fighters and like detectives in the dc universe because he's trained by batman and the fact that they're just gonna kill him is so crazy to me it almost makes me not even want to watch it the justice league but i will absolutely watch it all four hours of it when it comes out 
yeah, I'm I'm really skeptical. I'm really skeptical of anything Snyder's doing right now, honestly. I'm hopeful. I want to be. I want to be, but I feel at this point I don't know how putting, many strikes you get, but if it's putting money towards something that a, a universe that's not working out. So when I see people put like, well, like Aquaman and Wonder Woman, like, yeah, these were great movies. Wonder Woman was pretty good. The second one was not as great, but whatever. Like, you're building this universe on a foundation that's not going to work out. So like, there's they're retconning too many different things now, and now they're going to do yeah. Flashpoint. It's just going to be so muddled for like a normal moviegoer. They don't want to see, like, they don't want to have to try to figure out why there are three Batman on, in one movie. Because it doesn't that's make what, sense. That, that's what Flashpoint. If that's what Flash is going to do. Yeah, yeah that, it's supposed yeah. to like tie it all in. I'm just mad that Ben Affleck had to go through whatever he had to go through because it's understandable. He's a human being, I guess. A breakdown was bound to happen. Um, but to me, that that's been my favorite Batman right after Michael Keaton. Yeah, I like I like Ben more than I do Michael Keaton. The thing is that Michael Keaton, I grew up with it. Like it's yeah, thirty something years versus a few years of that. But Ben Affleck was flawless. Yeah, that's where I think that that's I was a Batman comic fan as a kid, and uh, I loved Frank Miller, and Christian Bale never did it for me as the Frank Miller Batman, but then I see Ben Affleck and I'm like, okay, this is the dark, brooding, deeply troubled Batman that I always wanted. Who's like, there's the psychological aspect of what's wrong with Batman, right? Um, yeah, there's there's several psychological things that are wrong with Batman, which is almost <laughs> like horrible to, to even talk about it because it's it's like he has. I would say he probably has PTSD, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. He probably has, I mean, probably- a, He's a narcissist. A Absolutely, sure. I mean, serious depression issues. Yeah, he's, he's not in a good place. He's not well. And Ben Affleck did a great job of that as opposed to just growling at everybody five hours yeah. or whatever and he wasn't well in real Six life hours that's 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 a messed up part about it like he was actually going through his own demons in real life well he was yeah. playing a screwed up character so he was probably was he playing himself i don't think he's actually batman so i don't think he was i don't know so. <laughs> but he's we're gonna see him next month in a few weeks from now what two and a half weeks three weeks from now Whenever it ends up coming out in March, it comes out, I believe. Right? March 18th, yeah. I believe. And yeah, I mean, I'm very hopeful about that. I'm very hopeful about him being Batman and in another movie completely separate, at least get to, you know, do the story. But yep. um, we'll just have to find out and see after Flashpoint. That's the only thing that could fix this whole mess. That you have a justification for having this Joaquin Phoenix Joker Oh, Jared Leto, how do you think he's going to be as a Joker Ugh. in this cut? I'm not buying the Jared Leto. It's Joker, creeping the crap out of me right now, by the way. Like the two, three images that I've seen, I'm like, okay. So that's completely opposite to that gangster wannabe Joker. Yeah, I don't know about that. It seems like it's almost feel like Force the nightmare, one? the whole nightmare scenario in the, the that movie. I'm not sure if it, I have a feeling he's probably maybe it's like a thing in his head, like a, maybe it's like a like a talk like a like a little devil on a, on Batman's shoulder maybe talking i can't yeah. imagine that the joker and who knows i don't i want i don't want to assume anything i don't want to think too far into the head of Zack Snyder but i'm not super impressed with Jared Leto and in, in most things i would say 
this is not really an exception. I would love somebody to get inside of Zack Snyder's head and see what is happening in there. It's so it's so like uh, red toned in there. You wouldn't even be able to handle it. <laughs> it's so it's so red toned. Superman can't fly in Zack Snyder's head. Ooh, because there's no yellow sun. Nice. Uh, but Superman could fly in red sun though. What's the limitation then for Superman with the red sun? Or did y'all see red sun? Did y'all read red sun? Oh, I've yeah, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I vaguely remember that. It's amazing. You should what you should read it again. Like, it's one that I think it, it it probably is better as an adult than it was in our younger years. That would probably make yeah. Maybe I'll go back. Hmm. Okay. You just want something new to do. Yeah. Now I have something else to do, which is great because I have plenty of time. I was raising a child. <laughs> I think I'm gonna make a superhero Christmas tree next year. I did my Harry Potter tree this year. I think next year it's gonna be superheroes. My wife and I were talking about that, even a small one, and as the cheapest decoration you could get, it'll all add up, and it costs. It's really expensive to do a superhero Christmas tree, even with bootleg um, ornaments. Just get action figures and just like have them attached to like the tree, like have them hanging from branches. Just just have like a have have GI Joes like hanging off of like branches and stuff. I think I'm, I think I may go for the off, for the off brand and you know get like the uh, the Catman and the Superb Man, and, uh, <laughs> Man Water Boy. <laughs> gonna get a little Adam Sandler ornament for your tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then today I I read some good news or weird news. Tom Holland doesn't have any more. He's not contracted anymore after Spider-Man. He only has one more appearance in Marvel after his movie. Like, what is the name of that movie? They threw three lies. I think it's uh, Far From Home, I guess. No going, not going home. Or they, they, they just like literally in the past, like three hours or so announced what it really was. I think it's no going home or not going home. I don't know. I can look in a second. I got, I got tricked. So he said he wanted to take a hiatus after this. But then he made sure to throw in there that, it, you know, after this, that he wanted to ski and do, you know, some stuff that he hasn't been able to because he can't hurt himself. I mean, there's, that's what stunt doubles are for, but, you know, he wants to do it himself. Great. Jackie Chan Jr. Um, that he'll do 10 more Spider-Man movies is that that's what they want. Just because he could look like a 17-year-old, you know, for the next few years. So yeah, that's, that's I, a little I, bit of hope. I don't think he's going to take too much time off. I think they're going to give him as much money as possible to keep doing it as long as he can before he ages out and then they'll swap him out. Yeah. So like he's not taking, he's not going on any like uh, extreme sports vacations anytime soon. He's, he's still, I guarantee he's still locked down and they're going to extend the Marvel thing. So that's going to keep going. I don't think that uh, Sony's going to ever give up Spider-Man. Like I just saw that they want to do uh, Aunt May tv show or something which is or a move uh, some spinoff like I, they're just trying to make money however they can so they're Man. never going to get rid of the franchise they are just taking every dime they can get aren't they mm-hmm. just give spider-man back i don't think that's going to happen unfortunately yeah, no, not, not anytime soon they'll, they'll have to they'll have to continue to fail if they're like standalone things like morbius which will it will inevitably fail. This is a, my prediction. Morbius will be one of the worst superhero movies of all time. I think, and I uh, worse than 
than uh, I don't. I hate to even say that out loud. Worse than Thor two. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're bringing Jared Leto, because I, I really don't like Jared Leto. <laughs> but they only did it in spite of you know him didn't him complaining about the whole Joker thing. So I guess you know they wanted to shove it in WB's face. I guess. Uh, well, like no no one's gonna be laughing at the end of that because it's not gonna do good, and they're gonna be right where they started with another failed attempt to get Jared Leto into a normal movie where he doesn't have to like only smoke cigarettes and eat an apple for six months beforehand. Well said. It is what it, I like. Jared, Leto, I, like the idea of Jared Leto is like as like this like attempting to be this like uber method actor. Like he's Jordan Catalano from My So Called Life. Yeah. So to, to see him try to like be a real actor is it's that I, I'm not falling for it, unfortunately. So I'm 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 not necessarily on board with Jared Leto. If he just does good things, that's fine. But I'm not expecting anything uh, stellar from him. It's being forced, I guess. It is being forced. Um, yeah, once Jared Leto started doing movies with like John Leguizamo back in the day is when you knew he was really, it was over. <laughs> they're they're oh. both just trying to get Golden Globes. Like we should team up and do like a really serious movie together because people want to see that so bad. What was that movie that they were in with Nina Suvari, I think? Wow. And I just remember somebody was on the toilet and they showed their poop plopping in the bowl and I was really grossed out. What I don't remember that. that. Hold on. I don't remember that, but that absolutely sounds like the synopsis of a Jared Leto movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually like the sound of poop falling into a, a toilet is how every uh, 30 Seconds to Mars song starts. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what was Jared Catalano's band's name? Oh, George. Uh, um, anyway, that's not what 30 Seconds to Mars That's is. not, yeah, yeah, that's not it. The, I, I, the I movie, don't if, if you want to see Mina Suvari's poop pit a toilet, the water in a toilet bowl, the movie is Spun. Spun. Okay. I can almost, yeah. That, that seems like the name of a movie that would do, like, I'm, I'm sure I've seen it somewhere or seen, <laughs> seen like, evidence of it at some point i don't think i ever watched it actually you're not missing anything it doesn't sound like it this is awesome this is the most interesting christmas conversation ever this is a well-wrapped christmas gift thank you guys i I like this i love this (laughs) at one point i tried to bring it back to christmas when we were talking about what percentage of uh things you posted about christmas but it just did not take at all so we just kept going on this trajectory so i apologize to everyone listening we haven't gotten to christmas yet no i love christmas no this is your christmas gift i mean how it can't get i mean you're the only one that can make it you're the one that's actually saw snow today yeah, I guess yeah, so. It, it, it was gone. more i it was more ice than snow, but it looked nice, I guess. So sure. I mean, in the I mean, the second picture looked nice, not the other. It looked like a big, you know. That's the reality of snow. It was yeah, just the, like Bro- a big, the Brooklyn a, snow. A big pile of like just brown snow, that's like rock hard. That the only way you can get rid of it is to wait for it to melt because it's just like this i this giant ice cube on the sidewalk and sometimes there's garbage inside of them which is really fun but it's so cold <laughs> the, the garbage won't rot because it's uh it's like a freezer so oh. that's fun that old rotisserie chicken that they got out of the fridge it's still good a week later yeah it's just frozen outside on the new york city baby if you can make it here you can make it anywhere. <laughs> 
we did mention Christmas now when we said we weren't talking Christmas, so so that was that. That 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 should count. But we did have our 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 comic book conversation. We still we I did. still have to upload Chris and I's um Batman talk, which I think we covered part of it a little bit here, but no, like it was a nice retro thing. Um, I'm not even sure. I don't remember what we talked about. It was about me looking at the Batman logo. That that was I haven't heard it. Like I oh the 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 batman symbol on the, mm-hmm. the the first costume for the the first movie yeah yeah i remember it now so eventually yeah it's a little if you want to see or want to hear that conversation light up manny's Insta, or instagram and social media and say we want to hear the chris cut of scmn podcast we want like hashtag release the chris cut <laughs> <laughs> It'll, it'll be, I mean, I've tried to, but I don't know. I'll just leave it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm hopeful that I'll get people actually requesting it because I've mentioned it in a different stuff. I put it in descriptions. I've written it. I don't know. Somebody probably liked it on Facebook when I put it the first time and they'll probably come back to them another year and say, you like this before. It's like, you don't like it again? No, I don't think so. Just delete it, man. Just delete it. That, that conversation was just for us, bro. It was just for or us. Just keep or just keep talking about it for years and yeah. uh, eventually either release it or re-record it. No. We had a we had a we had a lost recording that we talked about for far too long. <laughs> I did something like that once before, you know, I start saying goodbye and stuff because I'm keeping you guys here way, way too long and Zoom told me it took off the 40 minute lim- uh, 40 minute limit so I used to have a website with my best friends in Miami. It was working with promoters and taking pictures and going to red carpets and concerts and stuff like that. So at the time, uh, Puerto Rican rappers, like the ones that were on top of the game, they were at the red carpet. Who are they? Like Daddy Uh, Yankee or? No, Joel and Randy. Oh, Joel. Okay. Okay. I don't know who that person is. uh, (laughs) They have songs in the GTA games. And I mean, they're, they're still pretty famous. They're just not the top rappers right now. They're, they sing foul mouth, but they're fun music to listen to. It's not aggressive about shooting anybody or punching anybody. So it's cool. So at the time, there were the it people. I approached them on the red carpet just because I had my VIP thing and I gave them my camera. And I was recording before then and I pressed record. So I stopped recording. They gave me the best freaking promo ever. They knew my website, they knew what it was about and everything. And when I get home and I plug the camera, it wasn't there because I stopped the recording. Like my recordings, like you could see like me grabbing the thing and handing it to him and then just pressing record to stop it. So yeah, I had oh, thousands hurts, of pictures. Man. Oh man, I've been, you know, hurting like my whole life because of that. And then yeah. I just I decided not to do any more interviews or anything. Because we did have some interviews like to some artists, like different hotels in Miami. Just They just let us use their pool areas or their lobbies for no reason. Like we didn't even have to mention them where we were, but just because an artist was going to sit over there and talk smack with us, like people from Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, different people. We even have a shout out from Pitbull when he was, you know, becoming Pitbull. I don't know what Pitbull is. Actually, he's just really rich and Cuban from Miami. So, And disgusting. I like Pitbull. Don't, 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 don't say something like that. Like my grandma's in love with that guy. She'll jump oh. up and down anytime he, he hits the seat. I'm like, but he's obscene. <laughs> Shut up. Don't talk about my Pitbull. Did you hear when they sent him to Alaska to an Alaskan Walmart? No. There was a 
uh, Walmart was doing something where they were like, you can vote online and we'll send Pitbull to your Walmart and he'll like hang out at your Walmart. And so all these like trolls got onto the website and just um, they voted for like the, the farthest Walmart away from anyone in the whole and it ended up being like in Alaska, like super like a Juno or something. And so Pitbull had to go hang out at the Alaskan Walmart because that's where like, like it was overwhelming people voted for him to go to Alaska. But he did it. Yeah, he did. He showed up. Mr. Worldwide. It even includes Alaska. Did they know him? In Alaska? I mean, yeah, they have like radios, I guess. I mean, they're probably excited to have anyone there, honestly. Like you're a new person. <laughs> what 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 are uh, 12 hour days like? What's it what's it like when the sun goes down in a normal time? All these questions they probably had. Well, that's messed up. Alaska's fine. Alaska's fun. They'll, I'm sure they're having a great time up there. Yeah, when I lived when I lived in Miami, I saw actual people when he had hair, when he had like the the braids or whatever the heck is it that he had, the cornrows, whatever. And well, he was gangster, like he was a gangster rapper. And I guess I was it was too. <laughs> and <laughs> and I guess it was the Estefans that you know told him that if he's gonna become an icon, he had to clean up his act. So now he's like a build a bear character. Yeah, I guess. But he wears suits and shaved his head. There was a time I was in Miami when I was just, you know, 21 years old in a week, I guess. I was going to all the clubs I wasn't allowed. And he walked by with his posse. It was uh, Coconut Grove. And they were playing his music. But, you know, when at the clubs, the DJs, to, in order to put more and more songs, they speed him up a little bit. So I guess he didn't like the fact that his song like was out of tempo. So he went in there and he asked any of his guys if he, they had any sounds. And, you know, back then, iPod. And they had his tracks and he just had like a semi-free concert. I mean, we paid entrance, but nobody knew Pippa was going to go over there and sing. And he just said he didn't like what the DJ did, like making mm -hmm. him sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, that's funny, dude. Yeah. And oh, I, would, I would rather hear Alvin and the Chipmunks versions of Pitbull songs than actual Pitbull songs. <laughs> Chris, I like you so much. You know that? That's why I'm here. What, what? <laughs> I can tell you a quick story about uh, losing footage if you want real quick. It wasn't, it wasn't so much footage. I may have even told that at some point. I, I told it recently, but I'm, I'm not sure if it was to any of you guys, so it's, it's new to you. So, like, like I mentioned, when we first moved here, we went to a lot of uh, movie filmings, and when they were filming things, we would look out and go and check them out. And we saw they were filming Men in Black 2 at Coney Island. And so we went out to Coney Island and was it two or three? I'm not, it's not really important which one it was. There was a lot of aliens and like whatever. And so there was, there was a huge crowd of people all lined up on one side of the amusement park. And we were kind of just hanging out like what's maybe there's, there's something's going to happen. And we asked someone that was there and they're like, oh, uh, Will Smith's going to come out. He's been really friendly. He keeps coming out and saying hello to everyone, shaking everyone's hands. And we're like, all right, we'll hang out and, and shake Will Smith's hand. So my wife, Kristen and I, we had a plan like I would take a picture of her shaking Will Smith's hand and, sh and she would take a picture of me shaking Will Smith's hand and we would both have pictures shaking Will Smith's hand. So like it seemed awesome. We would have this amazing picture. So anyway, he comes out, he's wearing like the suit and the whole deal. And we're like, this is going to be amazing. So he's doing the line. He's not, he's going pretty quick, but he's saying hello to people and giving them opportunities to take pictures and stuff. And so it gets to uh, my wife first. I take a picture, pretty good picture. She um, goes to take a picture of me shaking hands with Will Smith and there is a scuffle of some sort where something happens. 
Will Smith keeps moving. I've just, I'm like, oh, we just shook his hand. I'm still like high, high from like the idea of that. And I'm like, let me see the picture. And she's like, no, I'm not going to show it to you. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not, I'm not going to show it to you. And so finally she shows it to me and she had zoomed in just enough that you could only see our hands. Oh, oh so, no. Yeah. I'll see if I can find that and post it somewhere. But yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Like, I met like one of the biggest like movie stars in the whole world. And all I have is a, a picture of us shaking hands. Of his hand. Yeah, it was, I mean, and, and a little bit of a suit, I think, too. So, like, it could have been like a businessman that I found somewhere and took a picture of, but that could have been my, the wax museum, right? <laughs> Usually, they're not like, uh, they don't have their hands up for, for shaking at the wax museum. Okay. Although the, the Times Square Madame Tussauds, you can whisper into Jennifer Lopez's ear and she'll blush, which is weird. I guess so. I've never actually, like, like, there's a sign on it that says you can do that. But I'm not sure if either I tried and it didn't happen or the idea of whispering into like if it was like a goof, I didn't want to be like one of those people that like uh, whispering into her ear and then you go around a corner. It's a bunch of people like watching you like what you whispered into her ear. I don't like because you know, like they have like uh, like at Ripley's Believe It or Not, like they have like the the uh, yeah. mirror that you can see. That it's like they have like all like the videos of people doing crazy things with their, their lips and stuff. And you're like, oh, I'm going to try that. And you go around and towards the end. You see that it's just like some like 12 year old kids and sitting there all day staring at people do it. Just like making fun of everyone trying to like like flip their eyelids open or something so like I, I was worried it was some something similar to that but it might be real and you can go and whisper her whisper into her ear and there's some mechanism that makes her flush i guess i don't know whispering yeah i really liked Jilly. <laughs> that's what the man is she's gonna go like now that <laughs> would make <laughs> i think that would get on the that would make the internet like you would you would you'd be internet famous for that <laughs> She was there with Batman, and, and we're back to Batman. Back to yeah, all conversations come back to Batman. Unfortunately, only there were Christmas tied to, to that movie. Well, there might be. I don't know. I never saw it. So I have too much. I may not have a lot of self-respect, but I have too much for that. Why did she make that movie? Uh he because um, she was in love. She was probably in love. It was probably a favor to Kevin Smith on the part of Ben Affleck. And then it didn't do good. And then they broke up. And then Ben Affleck got with Jennifer Garner. And Jennifer Garner didn't like ben, uh, Kevin Smith smoking weed. And so they weren't friends for like 10 years. Wow. That's maybe a little too much information. But I happen to every day read Ben Affleck's Wikipedia page. It's part of like my like moment of Zen thing that I do. I read the entire thing. It's very long. Really? Does it get updated much? I update it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's like the best place we could leave this conversation, yep. right? Yep. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. So we started any... we started this on a low note, I guess, but sentimental, right? It was all in my head. Am I wrong? It was all in your head. It usually is. This is all in your head. We're not actually here. You're talking to yourself. It's going to be weird for you to edit. Yeah. Like, why isn't anyone else talking? I have to get my sock puppets then and put a video on YouTube. That's fine. I'd actually like to see if you could figure out how to like time it out and make sock puppets of us to all talking that would be awesome that's a whole other thing that would be like next level that's how you get spotify money is by doing stuff like that all right are you in on it tom 
I'm, I'm game. I'm, I'm happy to be a stock puppet. All right. Yeah. Be, I don't want to. I don't want to do though. anything. I don't want. I don't want to have any responsibility with that. But I. I will be involved as little as possible with that endeavor. I will send you guys a script. No. No. Yes. That's that's too much work. Just take what we already said. Just and take just... our audio. We already. Oh gave hey! Gave no. I said I'm not editing this. I'm not going back and editing this. That's fine. Just get two gloves and just go crazy. It's gonna be awesome. It's okay if it doesn't come up perfectly. Socks don't have lips. So just do the best you can. Your socks don't have lips. You don't know anything I don't, about my socks. On that note, <laughs> on, on that note, everyone, please find Merry these. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we go, it's obviously where they could find you because that's how they know about me. But Tom, where can they find you? Uh, you can just Google Tiz the podcast. We've got all sorts of stuff but uh we're on facebook twitter facebook group instagram and anywhere that you get your podcasts and other places that you probably don't want to find us too chris i feel like uh i mean all five of your listeners know exactly where to find everything about me so uh, at least what's the name of your podcast <laughs> my podcast is with my wife it's called christmas time in the city we talk about New York City and Christmas and the other holidays too, just to kind of bite time until the holidays come up. Uh, you can find us on social media and everything else. It's it's very simple. Just look, just get into Google or Bing, whatever you use, and type in Christmas Time in the City podcast and it comes up. Or you can go to the website, ChristmasTimeInTheCity.com. We jumped on will that. I, will I find it on Ask Jeeves or Alta Vista? You will not Ooh. find it on Ask Jeeves, but you will find it on Alta Vista. I can't, I can't, I can't get into the Jeeves thing, but it's a long story. 